it, babies? W heads up, guys and ladies. How are y'all doing today? It is so good to be entertaining to have you guys on my podcast today. Uh, what is up, everyone? This is Jeremy Zeller, and welcome to Jeremy Zeller and the Other Side, a podcast about who I am and who I'm not. <laughs> uh, I wanted to take a minute after the last episode uh, and just slow down again. And you'll you'll see me do this every once in a while, where I'll just kind of slow everything down and uh, kind of be able to maybe explain through some things that maybe I didn't, or maybe I just want to explain something else. Like, for instance, today. Uh, Yeah, I I figured it'd be a good time to kind of fill you in on music, on where I uh, started, and uh, just some, yeah, just a little bit of history about my music. But first, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about my day or my week or whatever you want to call it. Um, I've, I've actually, I've had a really good week. What have I done this week? Um, uh, been helping out with my parents. They are preparing to move. I'm preparing to move. So I'm trying to get myself, uh, situated too. Um, let's see, uh, work, work has, uh, has been, pretty good this week a buddy of mine has really been getting into uh the podcast and uh so i've talked to about him before but anyway uh so he and i've been chit-chatting um i did have something happen to me that i feel the need to share it with you because it was a moment that i really really felt proud of myself So let me set the scene. Now, I know that there's going to be several people out there that understand this feeling that I'm getting ready to describe. Um, And it's a moment that there's so much pressure that's put on you to perform perfectly. And what am I talking about here? I'm talking about when you are standing amongst a group of dudes... And you are trying to find the right size socket for a bolt that needs to be removed. Now, here's what was happening. Me, my brother, my dad, my nephew, we were all out at dad's house uh, going through his garage. Well, he, my dad and tools go hand in hand. he's, He's got everything that you would need to do anything that you would ever want. So, um, so we're going through, uh, those tools and, you know, a lot of them are, you know, old and, um, to me have meaning to them. So we're kind of going through that stuff. And then all of a sudden we come to a vice. It's an old vice. It's like rusty. It's that, it's got that it's got that old look to it that just draws you in. If you like tools, it just draws you in. You look at it and you think, I need to know more about this thing. I need to know its history. I want to know who's been around it. Like it's got one of those old, like that. It's like that old farmer tool. You know what I'm talking about? The fine, the kind that you find it like in a barn. Just, just, it was a beautiful piece of 
what I, machinery i guess maybe is it machinery i don't know anyway so uh standing here looking at this thing and we're like well let's just get rid of the wood we'll keep the vice and so i'm like yeah good good call so i look down and there's six bolts on this thing and so i go and i grab uh my set of wrenches uh and the the way that they are there there's like i don't know like 10 or 12 wrenches on each side so you're you're looking at like 20 wrenches in front of you and then you have to pick the right one well when the game was on the line 5 seconds to go give Jay-Z the ball i picked up the wrench didn't know if it was the right one or not but i'm i'm thinking i'm i'm like i'm like man if i put this on there and it doesn't fit then it it says something about my competency so does the way that i say competency cuz that was wrong But I got to tell you, I grab the wrench, I slap it on there, and wouldn't you know it, it was the exact right one. I nailed it. I was so happy. I kind of, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't look up at my dad or my brother, but I just knew. I knew in the silence that they knew that I had just drained the game winner, nailed it first time. I'm not a mechanic. Grabbed that wrench, slapped it on there. It fit, took it off, got the vice out. Perfect. So it really, really uh, boosted my confidence, um, and especially in front of my dad. So that was good. You know, picked the right wrench. It was great. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, man. So I, I, I had a another little... Uh, memorable moment we'll call it um i was going to the dollar store because kentucky and i was going to pick up i don't know some milk or something like that but anyway so i'm pulling up to the to the dollar store and there is a a gentleman that's standing there and he he looks I, i can only see him from behind he's got pajama pants on he's got uh, t-shirt that's that's like four sizes too big he's a thin guy anyway he's he's bald i i swear i thought it was a cancer patient if i'm being honest and i pulled up and you know you know how when you're waiting to pull in a place because maybe someone's unloading a shopping cart or getting in their car or in this case the dude was putting a child in a car seat and so I, i'm not gonna like whip in there and park you know and just so anyway, so I'm waiting for him, trying to do the nice thing, and he's taking a while, but, you know, inside I'm thinking, this poor guy, man, he's out, he's, he's getting it done, despite the fact that he's got cancer, you know, he looks, he looks really rough, so, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in a hurry, I wasn't upset, I was just kind of sitting there, and the next thing I know, the man looks at me with the only face that I could think of that, that represents what he looked at me like it was like Gollum from lord of the rings Get out of my that guy and he says what the fuck you waiting on is there something i can help you with and i was like no sir i was just waiting for you to get your daughter in the car and he's like well i'm so sorry i'm in your way 
at that moment, it clicked. This man doesn't have cancer. He's just severely underweight and malnourished, probably doesn't take good care of himself. If I'm honest, probably dabbles in crack here and there. So I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson. Number one, don't judge a book by its cover. And number two, just run over the person in the spot that you're waiting for. Be a lot less of a headache. So yeah, so I I I have had a I've had a strange week this week, but um, it has been good. I've had uh, uh, I've had some really cool conversations uh, with some people about uh, just some of the stuff that I'm going through, uh, and I, I have to say I really 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 appreciate the encouraging emails and stuff that I'm getting. I didn't really expect that. And so it was nice. Uh, it was nice to get that. So those of you that are, uh, have sent me your encouragement, I really, really appreciate it. Um, please feel free. Anybody send me an email, ask me some questions. I would love, love to get some questions. Um, it's funny. It's funny because (laughs) I, uh, I was talking with a buddy of mine about uh, the podcast, the last episode, and uh, he was like, he was like, well, man, so are you just going to get on that podcast and you're going to tell everybody what you did? And I was like, and I was like, well, I don't know, man. I'm just going to kind of say, say what comes to my mind, you know, just kind of treat it as kind of an open forum for me to be able to just unload some stuff. And uh, he was like, you know what you ought to do? You ought to make people write in. And ask you if you're the one that did the thing that they don't know who did it. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man. You need to have people ask you if you're the one that did the thing that they don't know who did the thing. And I was like, that's actually a really cool idea. So here's what I want to do. If you have something that's happened to you in your life. Whether it be funny, I mean, it can even be sad, it can be whatever you want it to be. If, if something has happened to you and you want to know if I did it, oh man, that's fucking stupid. Oh gosh, this one's going to be a mess. So I wanted to now just kind of tell you a little bit of history about why I started playing music. Um, well, first of all, my family is all very mu- musically gifted. Um, I, we had the kind of family that would get together on Christmas and Thanksgiving and, you know, anytime we could get together, we would... Uh, come together and we would there would be a time in the day or in the night where I mean we would all just circle up and there would be every kind of stringed instrument you could imagine there we would have everything we would have spoons we would have juice harps we would have a little bit of everything and uh, I would just you know take in all this awesome music that you know my family it was a very bluegrass uh, gospel type stuff that uh, my papa played and uh, and so that was that was kind of ingrained into my head from a really really young age. Um, I let's see the first thing that I started the first thing first instrument that I started playing was the drums. I got a set of drums when I was eleven. I think I was eleven, and uh, played 
constantly. Me and my brother would sit back in the bedroom and just play some Motley Crue or Skid Row or Poison or Guns N' Roses or Def Leppard. Um, those are those were all the things that uh, that were just blowing up at the time. And so I really I really learned how to play the drums to the Skid Row album, 18 in Life. <laughs> I played that thing. Oh, and Striper, of course. <laughs> of course, Striper. Um, ha- oh, here, I'm going to tell you a little story um, about Robert Sweet, who is the drummer for Striper. He was my hero growing up. Uh, I-, I would study what he did, what he played, how he played, Um he was just, he was my guy. And so, cut forward several years later, I end up, uh, the band I was in, Poor Man's Riches, we played a show in Nashville with his band. Now, it wasn't Striper. It was his band. And when I say his band, I mean it was his band. Like, it was one of the more awkward shows that I had ever been to. Um, he he wasn't the sweetest guy, but I get it. I mean, he he probably gets approached a lot. So, you know, I, it's not like I was going up asking him for autographs or anything. Um, but, you know, small talk before a show is pretty common between bands. Uh, not so much him. Um, I, <laughs> I finally, towards the end of the night... Um, I, I mustered up the courage to just go up to him. And all I said was, hey, man, I just want to let you know that, you know, I really appreciated uh, you as a musician growing up and learned a lot from you and just want to tell you that it's an honor to be playing with you guys tonight. Well, uh I would imagine he probably hears things like that quite often because he looked at me, took a puff off of his cigarette and said, well, that's nice. And then went back into his bus. Now I've been on the road. I have toured for significant chunks of period at a, at a time. And I understand that when you have that alone time, when you're on tour, it's like, that's precious time. So it, I don't know what was going on in his life. He might have, you know, just had a really bad phone call. Or maybe he was just a dick. I don't know. But either way, um, we go and we're, we're watching them and their set. And I have to say, it was, a, it was, it was odd. Um, he was set up, had a massive drum set. He was set up in the middle of the stage at the front. And... All the other musicians were kind of back by the back line, which back line is, is the speakers and stuff that you see on the back of the stage at a, at a concert. That's called back line. Um, and all, so all of the musicians, including the singer, were back by the back line. And I, I kind of just looked at it. I didn't understand it. It was confusing. Um, and there was, a mo- there was a moment in the show where they're playing now this sound guy the sound guy that we were using he's old school sound guy like he he knows what he's doing i mean he's the kind of guy that at this show literally he's back at the sound booth multiple open containers 
doobie out of the mouth, and no one said a word to him. You do not mess with sound guys like that. When you're getting the kind of sound that you can get from old school sound guys, I'm talking analog knobs and everything, and when they know, when they have the art of sound down, you do not ruffle those feathers. You do not get attitude. Those guys have your balls in their hand until you get off the stage. So always, always treat your sound guy with respect. Why do I say all that? I say all of that to let you know that there was a place during the show where Robert stands up, stops playing, stands up, and just starts berating his musicians and the sound guy. And we're all just like, whoa. Needless to say, it it ended up being a shorter show than typically. And the sound guy was, he reacted exactly how you might expect him to react. I mean, lots of, lots of feedback, um, <laughs> the, the, the timing on the tap tempo for delay was off. Uh, I'm saying a bunch of nerdy stuff, but anyway, it, it, anything that, that you could imagine that a sound guy would do to mess with a band, that's what happened. And it was, it was pretty spectacular. I have to say, even though it was my childhood hero that was taking, you know, the brunt of it. Um, but he deserved it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so anyway, I started playing drums first and so I'm, let's see, I played, played in a in a couple little a matter of fact I played in a band with a buddy named Willie and Willie would later become the bass player for Poor Man's Riches um but uh yeah we I played drums Willie played guitar and oh, I think Travis Harley was the singer uh if you're from Lawrenceburg you might know him if you're not you probably don't know him uh but anyway uh that was that was the first quote unquote band that I was ever in. Um, we played uh, a lot of uh, Guns N' Roses. Uh, we played Bad Company. We played uh, Skid Row. We played, uh, and all of this to an audience of three or four kids walking through the neighborhood as we were jamming away in my garage. Um, but that's that's where my musical journey started, was with the drums. Uh, and then, let's see, that I stayed on the drums for a long time. My mom tried to teach me the guitar at one time. Um, and I can remember A minor, I believe, was the first guitar chord that I ever learned. Most people learn a G or a C. I learned an A minor first. Um, and then, you know, just fiddled around with it uh, for a while. Really didn't get to I, do, I did some musical theater um really didn't get too overly involved with music as a passion until um gosh it was my early 20s so i was a late bloomer um yeah yeah early 20s went before i really started um paying attention to music and trying to um actually do something with it um, and got a phone call one day from, gosh, I think it was, it was either Willie or Jesse. Jesse was the drummer for Poor Man's Riches. One, one of the two of them called me 
and asked if I wanted to be in a band. And, oh, it was Jesse. Uh, because I knew Jesse was a drummer and a way better drummer than me. And so I was like, uh, sure, what do y'all need? And, they, and he was like, well, we really need a singer. Now, I had not done very much singing at all. The, the extent of singing that I had done was uh, I was in choir in high school, and then I had done some musical theater. But musical theater is very, very different from being in a rock band. So I really hadn't sang hardly at all until, until I started singing with Poor Man's Riches. That's, that's really where I started paying attention to music and really falling in love with it. And uh, so, uh, let's see, we, we toured for about eight years, and um, let me see, yeah, and uh, matter of fact, so we, uh, while we were still touring, I would, here and there, I would pick up an acoustic guitar, and I would kind of plink around on it, um, and I gotta tell you, uh, Willie was not having any of that. Willie was not happy. Um, because Willie did not want an acoustic guitar in our rock band, which I get. I, you know, I get that. But I don't know. There was something in me that was just like telling me that you have got to learn this instrument. At least learn it enough to be able to write songs. And so that's what I did. I, I started um, practicing a lot more. Um, I started, <laughs> so we were doing worship for a uh, church that we were all going to at the time. And, um, and so when we would be practicing for worship, I would bring my acoustic and I would play my acoustic while we were practicing. Now, hindsight probably wasn't the wisest thing. I could have probably just practiced more in my own time, but I don't know. There was something really, really driving me to not only learn the instrument well enough to write a song to, but be able to play it in front of people. And so, um, so man, yeah, that was, that was a clunky time, uh, trying to learn, um, how to play guitar, you know, with rhythm and being, being able to sing too. Um, while we were doing worship for a long time, I, I just sang, I didn't, didn't, uh, play anything, but then slowly but surely I started to actually learn a little bit um, and be able to play. And so, so at that point I started, uh, playing along with the band and at that point everyone was cool with it. Uh, and it actually worked out well for what we were starting to do with the worship stuff. So, um, but what I'm really finding out, you know, later is looking back at how thankful I am that I actually went ahead and, started learning it because it did help me as a songwriter. Um, it definitely helped me as a musician, obviously. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I transitioned from poor man's riches into doing my own stuff and, uh, started a project called soft like fire. And that was, um, that was basically my, my first attempt at like a solo worship record. Um, and I loved it. I, I, I love, I love that record. It's called where peace meets Providence or, uh, shoot. I think that's what it's called where peace meets Providence. I think so. Anyway. Um, but I'm really happy with that record for what it is. And it really, really captured, 
um, my heart at that time, and it captured where I was at musically at that time. Um, and um, so I can look back on that project now, even if that project is the only thing that I ever did with the abilities that I learned. Um, I was happy with that. I am happy with that. Um, there's a lot of really, really special songs on that record. Um, and so, and, and that has only progressed in, uh, as far as me as a musician, it's only progressed in my songwriting and, um, in the projects that I've worked on since then. Um, now I'm at a point where, uh, Jeremy Zeller and the other side is, is kind of the all encompassing, um, project that I've got going on. It's going to include, uh, my music stuff, my video stuff, my podcast stuff. Um, and so it's all kind of culminated. I can look back and look at my life as a musician and I, I really can see how it's all kind of culminated and brought me here. Um, so for that, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked for that. I'm, I'm pumped about being able to, um, I'm pumped about being able to put out some of the music that I've wanted to, but have not felt like I could because of my position, whether in the church or, um, just in my life. Uh, hopefully by now, by listening to what you have to this point, you've, you've seen that I've had um, quite a hard time the last couple of years uh, really figuring out what I could and could not do or should and should not do or would and would not do. Um, so I'm now at a point where I'm doing things like this podcast. I'm doing things like uh, a new record that I'll be working on, uh, getting ready to put out a new covers record that should be out within the next month it's got let's see what songs did i do on that one uh god's gonna cut you down uh the johnny cash uh do, 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 do. uh better now i put i did a version of better now by post malone uh that's gonna be on there i did a version of uh if the world was ending i did a version of uh you should be sad i think by halsey let me double check that. I don't know for sure if that's what it's called. Um, and then, gosh, I don't know. Anyway, it's going to have some cool stuff on it. Uh, and then after that, I'll start working on uh, my solo record. Uh, that will basically be all of the songs that I've written over the past five years. Uh, so it gets it gets pretty brutal. Uh, it gets pretty honest. Um and uh, I, I could not be more excited about that record. I've been excited about it for, uh, for a long, even before I knew that I was going to be able to do it. <laughs> I was excited about the songs. So um, I'm really excited about putting that out. Uh, I, man, I really, really appreciate any one of you that is actually interested in this journey that I'm taking. Um, it's... Uh, it's a long time overdue, and so I, I greatly, greatly appreciate uh, you guys for sticking around with me and for, uh, for those of you that have reached out and uh, sent me cool messages. I appreciate that, too. Um, yeah, this, this, I, I really wanted this time to just be able to 
say thank you, to tell you guys a little bit about my musical history. I'll be getting in way, way more detail into all of that, too. But uh, really, I just wanted to drop in and say hey. So uh, let's see. What song should I do today? Um, I'm going to do a song off of my Soft Like Fire record. And I, let's see. I know what I will play. Oh, gosh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like the fourth or fifth track on it. Uh, All I Want. It's called All I Want. I wrote this song. Um, I was in my kids' toy, like their playroom. This is when they were younger. Uh, And... I remember I had a keyboard in there, and I remember thinking of this one line to this song, and I, I, I was looking around. I didn't have any paper, uh, but I did find a marker, and so I wrote it on the wall, and as soon as I started writing it, it just, it just kept coming and kept coming, and so then I, I, so I wrote all the lyrics on the wall, and so I start, started playing it on the keyboard, and I'm, I'm looking sideways almost upside down at the wall reading these lyrics while I'm trying to, to uh, write the song. Anyway, it's, uh, that's kind of the, the how it, it was written. Uh, you can listen to it, and I'm, uh, you can figure out why uh, on your own. So uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, again, this is All I Want by Soft Like Fire. Uh, you guys have a good day. Love y'all. Oh, how I long Countless tongues will praise your name And I want to be one of many To lift you up where you belong And oh, to sing your praise It's all I
It's all I need.